Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hey, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's my podcast. And I'm her assistant. I'm your assistant and husband, Moshe Kasher here. That's what our child does. Everything. She goes, mine. Yeah, mine. she is into She grabs that. my hair and says, mine. Yeah. I'm she, like, it's not your hair. And then the other day she told you something was hers and you're like, nothing's yours. I own everything. I did. I told her, <laughs> I told her, you own nothing. I own everything. We purchased all of this out of a, out of a, out of a joint checking account. And so the notion that you think things are yours, an absurd notion. I hear you. Um, How so you doing there, Tosh? I'm a little on edge. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time. I wish it was just that time of the month. It's that time of the <laughs> it's era. It's that time. It's, uh, yeah, the the end of days, however they say it. I, well, it's not the end of days. I mean, it's all coming. You think so? Kind of. How bad do you think it's going to get? Um, I mean, it's just the beginning of the era that takes us down before there's like regeneration, you know, like there'll be something new in another lifetime. <laughs> Wait, do you actually think that the world is ending? Yeah. Wait, really? I don't know, kind of. The world's not ending. This is a part... I just think like whenever like something... I, yeah, okay. Well, this is a part of the biological reality of, of being alive on Earth. Pandemics, viruses, viruses mutating, viruses infecting. That is a biological imperative of living in this ecosystem. It has always been true. It will always be true. There's no way to ever stop it. It's not possible to ever get get beyond viruses because they always mutate. 
and we'll always be dealing with this. But the whole world is on lockdown. But that is that is very scary because people are going to freak out. It's super scary. But it was scary in 1918. It was scary during the but bu- bubonic are plague. Different now. And then look who our our president. It's like a joke. His name is Trump. His he bullies everybody. His he hates immigrants. His wife is an immigrant. She just went in front of their tennis court or whatever tennis pavilion to say that she hates bullying why is everyone bullying i mean like everything is like if you made that if you put that in a script it went about the end of the world end of days kali yuga whatever you want to call it like the hindus say like that's like we're entering this phase now where everything's just like gonna just degenerate wait the hindus <laughs> predict that the world will end at a certain phase no not like at a certain time but just there'll be an era where like it's you know poli- people take over and it's is, just about money and it's it's is Kali Yuga what Dalsim used to scream in the video game Street Fighter Two? I hope. <laughs> that gets, cool. That was a joke, not particularly for you, Natasha. That was a, a video game joke. I, I did mean, like the other day though. I put a bunch of stuff into your video game room, and you were like, "You need to get this stuff out of here because I'm going to get ready for some video games." <laughs> well, I did think I had a thought that online video gaming. <laughs> It's funny that you're more thinking much more uh, broad and existentially, like we're coming into Kali Yuga, the final phase of humanity. And I'm like, I got to find a cool video game to get on uh, PlayStation Live with my homies and play some fun games and beat beat some worlds. I can see the world, by the way. As the world gets more and more negative and gross outside, specifically with climate change, and virtual reality technology gets better and better, you can definitely see the world in which people, you know, the kind of Ready Player One world where people just kind of lock down, don't leave the house, and do everything fun in a kind of holodeck kind of world. But I'm not worried. I already thought that was going to happen. And now you add this, like, contagion to it. It's just everything just feels like going out in public is insane like we're on like day three i guess look i'm not trying to downplay how scary this is this is terrifying i'm scared too i just went and got gas for my rv just in case and i felt like i was in a secret mission my friend brent i was arguing my friend brent about how seriously to take this because you and i have been taking the self-isolation and and, uh, very seriously and i went to a hike today with someone and we stood six feet apart up a mountain i thought that was fine right and and i was arguing with him about it and he he was he feels differently and a lot of people right now we are noticing that a lot of people right now are dealing with with how much they want to uh commit to the reaction to this thing and then the the great question is like it does does it really matter like if you're right if we're right that things are going to get really bad then we will really really be grateful that we did took decisive action when we did if we are wrong and it doesn't get really bad then it will really really not matter that we took decisive action when we did if you're listening and you are you know one of the people that was like partying in tennessee or going to a saint patrick's day frat party where there was like a there was a corona icon and it said corona party we give no lux or even it was a double entendre <laughs> on uh, st patrick's one. day uh, yeah by very- the way can i just say i don't understand like getting excited about like a saint saint patrick's day like <laughs> wait don't, don't, we're gonna talk about saint patrick's day now well I just, that's also a harbinger of the end of days right like it's so funny but it, it, that people are that into well that's what i didn't understand i was like irish why why it, the people that are going out, the people that went out this weekend, they weren't going out because they wanted to party. This is my feeling. They fe- it felt like they were going out in defiance. 
they were going, fuck this. I'm not going to let this affect me. Somebody said on Twitter yesterday a really interesting and funny thing that we've been, this is the era we've been raised post 9-11. And so everyone in America, every young person in America has been raised with this notion that if you, that if you adjust your behavior, the terrorists win, right? So they're like, I'm not adjusting my behavior for Corona. But that, Corona's not Al-Qaeda. Corona and viruses, they, they're not, they actually, if you adjust your behavior, the terrorists lose in this particular case. So what I was, I was arguing with Brent about this idea that action is, is wise because the, it, it only can help and it's not really going to hurt. I guess the economy has been affected. You can't really deny that. And he, he said something funny and interesting, which is like, he thinks people are kind of enjoying the uh the alarmism he thinks people are kind of like feeling like they're living in a movie well there is an excitement to it that's for sure and i will say going to get uh gas in the rv i put on a like a black he was wearing black rubber gloves i was wearing a black jumper and then i had black surgical gloves to pump the gas and i definitely was feeling like oh hell yeah i'm in the i'm in the shit now i was like where's my gun i don't have a gun yet i need a gun it definitely felt like I was in a in a movie plot a little bit. That's how I felt today too. To what hiking? Yes, because my friend Sabrina bought, brought like her speakers and she was playing the wonderful Wizard of Oz, <laughs> like blaring up this like mountaintop, and you know it was, and then people just staring at you and everyone trying to keep six feet apart. I mean, you definitely feel like there's an altered society. But I also want to say it's not just people going to bars. It seems like it's people like going to their Soul Cycle class or going to. Right. Like not really are going to visit, you know, just not keeping it uh, t- tight. Yeah, keeping it tight. Keep and then it tight. You can't like keep it loose and then go visit like vulnerable people. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like I said, like, what is it that our friend had a stand up show this week? One of the very few that wasn't canceled. And he he did he decided to do it, which I understand. He has economic anxiety. I'll tell you what, I have economic anxiety. Every day I wake every up every person has economic anxiety. Every right day now. I wake up to an email with another gig canceled, another amount of money that's gone, and all of my income I haven't been working for the last few months because I decided after my last job to stay home and take care of our kid and kind of spend that time doing that. And then I was ramping up for our tour for the the Royal Family Tour and I was like, Okay, this is my income for the year and then bam this this thing hits and then one by one all of my gigs are getting canceled and i'm freaking out economically you know i mean a couple weeks ago i was feeling excited i i found this that i don't know oh my god did you buy that bumper i don't know if you guys remember a few episodes ago hold on let me finish i don't know if you remember a few episodes ago when i did an ad for the arb um bumper i was really excited about them getting (laughs) back to me and giving me a free bumper they didn't and so you went and bought one well it's been a constant google search ever since i began i was sitting in a writer's room doing uh, i got a job to doing doing punch-up uh for this upcoming film so that was one of the last jobs i did except for the job that we were arguing about that you canceled and I went and did, which was last uh, two weeks ago, um, and uh, which I'm glad I did that too, I think, unless I get that corona. And uh, I found the bumper. I was like, you know what? I'm about to go on tour. I, I got a little bit of pa- a-, a pad of money. I'll do it. I'll buy the bumper. And then now I'm thinking, damn. I'd- when that bumper gets here... Ugh. We're going to put it in your video game room. Well, we'll try to eat it. Or maybe we'll try to we'll use it to fend off the rioters that come over our fence. We're going to be renting out your video game room. We might be renting out my RV. 
I mean, honestly, if you're a listener and you, you need a place to live, we're looking for roommates right now. But also, I'd like to say it is really hard for single people. I understand that. And, you know, it's it's we're lucky that we're in a relationship. You I mean, mean you mean social distancing yes, is harder for yes, single people without exactly. kids? Yeah, I hear that. And we're in a relationship and that's really great. And, uh, you know, it would be nice to not have my kid in quarantine because th- I'm not really enjoying it. Like I could be like playing piano and like reading and right. sleeping in. So but you're saying you now I'm like a full time mom. You're saying you don't enjoy the company of our child? <laughs> no, I do. Of course. I love her more than anything. Um, that's different. Including you. By the way, that's different than enjoying her company. No, I, of course I enjoy her company, but you know, it's just like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. She's just like, I want to put, I want to eat the dog's medicine. I want to eat cutie's medicine. No, you can't eat the dog's medicine. <gasps> like just screaming. And then like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, I want to eat frozen food. I want a frozen waffle. She does eat frozen waffles uncooked, but it's like, she just gets mad if she can't have a knife. Right. So like, that's just like a very taxing vibe well believe me i know because i i live with her as well and prior to that i lived (laughs) with you and the vibe was exactly the same oh fuck you but i'm just saying i my heart goes out but yes i have moshe we can talk to each other we can have sex we can a lot watch love is blind a lot we can chill we've been been fucking to love is blind i mean we (laughs) fucked to every episode of love is blind and, and three times during the reunion episode you remember that yes Oh, man, there was some good fucking that night. Wait, but I have something to say to the single people out there. Okay. Single people out there. Is it more there? important than my fucking during the reunion riff? <laughs> no. No, go ahead. Um, I think that you should be, try to like really go deep into like, a, I can't do this because I'm with a kid all day, but like I would go deep into like, reading or any interest or something i read an article yesterday they're like bird watching but i do think bird that, like, watching <laughs> that from was, quarantine how well they were saying like take nature walks but i think that you know just like reading and not like really limiting yourself to the internet a little bit i think video chat is really fun call people call your friends call your family i'm enjoying these video chats better than actual visits with people get a squad on Fortnite. i'm here's the problem with Fortnite, natasha yes is that all these young kids are so good at it that for people like me who might want to like log back in and give it a whirl they're too good. You can't even enjoy the game. So I propose, and this is as important as what you're saying, the compassion for single people, telling them to really edify themselves and get into reading. This is also an important thing. I would like to propose to the people at Fortnite that you make a um, you make a, a loser division. Uh, it's a secondary tier where people who want to play the game for fun but aren't very good at it can play against each other. Rather than having to play... I don't want some 14-year-old shooting me in the face and laughing at me over video chat or over audio chat. You know the kinds of names they call me? It's like not, what? I don't know. Geezer, Jew. They can hear it in my voice somehow. Boomer. Boomer. They say, They say. yeah. <laughs> they say, okay, boomer, every time they shoot me. They go, boom, boom. You know what they're calling the virus, by the way, millennials? What? The boomer remover. Have you heard that? That's dark. Yeah. That's some dark shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. Well. Did I mention that if you're quarantined and you're single and you're by yourself... Definitely have restrictions for yourself for the internet, which is good anyway. You did say, but okay. It's I just think it's really again. important because yeah. if I was sitting at home all day with the news, I think I would go insane. Right. I don't think it's sustainable. Like you have to like, you know, do do your check in at lunch, do some video chats. Clear. I think you need to clean cleanse your palate. Download a fucking meditation app. Um, get a Pinterest board, go deep into some, you know, wait, there was a book wait, you always wanted You're saying wanted avoid to. the internet, well, go I'm on Pinterest, saying, get an I, app? I'm just saying like, maybe like, here's what I do sometimes when I'm working. I'll go upstairs, I'll write, 
And then at lunchtime, I'll like look at the Internet and this on a good day. Look at the Internet. Maybe look, look on Instagram. Do like my little social media, like look at my Pinterest. Think about what I would my dream thing would be, you know, do that. And then like try to like turn my ringer off, turn my phone off and then, you know, write more. The thing is, uh, there's a th- another meme going around the Internet that uh, is, talks about how Shakespeare during the, a bubonic plague uh, quarantine wrote King Lear and Antony and Cleopatra and something else. And they're like, so, you know, take this as an opportunity to make great art. But the thing is, like, for me, uh, being on the Internet, that is my King Lear. Surfing the Internet, writing some Corona tweets, playing some Fortnite and making love to you to love is blind. That I love it. Is my King Lear. Well, what do you think, Tosh? Are you um, ready to take a call? Yeah. Any other thoughts before we do that? Oh, I'm just afraid like martial law is going to happen in like two hours and there's like sirens outside of my house. I mean, yeah. I already hear sirens right now. So I'm just trying to stay focused. Well, right. Well, you know how like, you know how when you, um, you know, you- I do think, oh, can I just say one more thing? My nanny, our nanny, she went to um, Sam's Club. Mm. four days ago mm-hmm. and said there was just fights breaking out all the food's gone and she was like terrified right because i think she kind of wasn't really sure from me like i think she thought i was maybe overreacting i don't know i mean i don't want to put words in her mouth but she certainly didn't seem concerned right and i kept talking to her about it like every day but then she texted me and was saying like i never thought it would be like this well, i'll so tell you scared. what i've been trying to tell my mom we have a cabin off in the woods somewhere uh, that my grandfather built by hand that's amazing that men just used to be like, I'm going to build a cabin. Yeah, well, it's the non-Jewish side of the family. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, not a lot of uh, hand-built Jew cabins. Just FYI. I didn't even think of that. So you're never going to be able to do that. Um. Well, I have half of that in me. I could build half a cabin. You mean like an RV? Yeah, I could buy an RV. <laughs> I could, could buy a bumper for an you... <laughs> RV. That is my Aww, cabin. you took my joke. Oh, I didn't know it was yours. I'm so okay. sorry. But you know what? We're a couple. We share everything. So if you're single out there and you're quarantined, uh, you'll never get this kind of joy. But you will be able to read a few books. And also give us a call. We'd love to talk you off that ledge. You know what business is doing really good right now is uh, therapy. I oh, bet there's a like lot online of, therapy? A lot of, not like video chatting with your therapist. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I want to buy stock in that. You know what we should actually do? We should start a... Um, we should start a business where people can hang out with comedians that they're fans of and, and they can pay a, a rate to just video chat us, you know, and just hang out, you let's, know, let's do it. It's like cameo, but more intense and less attractive to the people that would uh, be desirable to hang out with. I hear you. But, do, but look, you're probably out there. You don't have any good, funny friends, you know, call us. All of our gigs got canceled. <laughs> We'll do our act for you, you know? I mean, it actually sounds... It's actually not a terrible idea. Well, anyway, I think we should take a call. My Venmo's at Moshe Kasher. If you want to send me some money and in the comments there, you just tell me what your phone number is. I'll give you a buzz. Oh, and another thing that just happened. This literally just happened. This is... It would be breaking news if we went out live, but because we don't... You probably already know this information. Uh, L.A. is on lockdown as of midnight tonight through March 31st. 
Bars, nightclubs closed. Retailers closed except for supermarkets and pharmacies. Gyms and health clubs closed. Most city buildings closed. Restaurants open only for carryout and delivery. Why do you want to eat food from people who could have this disease? It's sketchy. And this isn't... We don't have any memory of this. I was My just... My daughter sneezes over everything I eat. I, really? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I've not noticed that habit. It's like a it common thing to sneeze and like... That's where how it's transmitted, right? I just had a thought the other day because... Like basically the, the 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 rhythm of these epidemics, which, like I said, will never stop. They will always happen because viruses will always mutate. And the way that viruses the way that viruses work is it, when viruses are in the human genome, they don't affect us as heavily because we have antibodies to them. We have we have resisted them because we caught we've caught them over millennia and generations before. So so they don't affect us as gravely. And it's when a virus jumps from animal into human for the first time that it, it becomes a pandemic. And every 10 years, there's an epidemic. And every 100 years, there's a pandemic, right? And But we haven't, that means we haven't had one of these. In 100 years. With SAR, so SARS, H1N1, none of those were pandemics. SARS, Fuck! H- I didn't know that. SARS and H1N1 didn't become global pandemics. I was 20 when all that happened, so I didn't think it was a big deal. Because we were able to get in front of them. And they part of the thing about SARS was it had a super high kill rate, but it it wasn't incredibly contagious in the way that corona is, right? And I was just listening to a podcast about this recently. Basically, the more deadly it is, it's actually worse for the virus because if the virus kills you too quickly, it'll it'll just kill and it'll end its feedback loop and it won't be able to spread through the through the whole of the human population. It's when a virus both jumps from animal into human and has a pretty high kill rate and a and a pretty high contagion rate that it can spread through the entire world, right? And and that's what we're in the midst of right now. And this happens once every hundred years. And the crazy thing about that is that a hundred years is just about long enough for everybody who remembers it directly to have died. And so we don't have a consciousness in our mind. Like when you say, like, this is unprecedented, it's never happened before. It has happened before. It's totally happened before. It hasn't before. happened before with Trump. And with the internet, but those re- are two big re- regardless, factors that are sure. going to cause for sure breakdown. Definitely, but it was bad then too. I mean, it was really bad. It was World War One. It was. It wasn't like things were good back then. We were in the middle of a pointless world war, and uh, and people were on the battlefield, and and it was it was really gnarly. But the thing is, our cultural memory has kind of erased the 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 visceral memory of what a pandemic felt like so it enables people to think oh this is no big deal this couldn't happen here because nobody remembers that it already has happened here you know my brother was talking about this today are you okay you seem despondent sorry i'm just really upset okay should we just take a call or should i keep on with my Maybe we should just take a call well can i just finish this one thought okay i don't want to send you into a spiral but my brother was just talking about this today like he felt like my grandmother was more she grew up in the 50s and she was more all about like wash your hands a good boy washes his hands washing her hands is a good thing not that we don't tell kids to wash their hands now but the the fixation on hygiene was higher in the 50s than it is than it was than it is in the the wet markets of wuhan where they eat pangolins well they had wet markets i think yeah pangolin eating a pangolin not a great thing wet market not a great thing but um but I do think there's something to well, 
to the idea that we used to be my our grandparents' generation were a little more fastidious about washing their hands because those people remembered the pandemic oh, and the people in their generation really, really remembered it because they all knew somebody that had died. Almost no one alive from today what? from the Spanish flu in 1918. Interesting. The Spanish flu in 1918 killed 60 to 100 million people. And it was really bad. Well, there's a whole different world happening now. We're all connected at all totally. times. So it's very, very different. Here's the thing I have to say. Keeping your mental health as a priority is going to be extremely important. Right. Especially for people who are like alone. You know, I think that even me, like I'm already barely able to have this conversation with you because I'm right. feeling like slightly despondent and like I'm just trying to like focus on tasks at home and just like clean and take care of the child, you know, and yeah. this child that I love and my, this no. husband that I love. I'm just saying. No, thank I, you. <laughs> I, I was just waiting. But I just think like anything, that's the number one priority for everyone. Anything you can do to like things that make you feel good. Like you have to be able to figure out um, video. Ch- I think talking to people on the phone and video chatting with people is like really fun. Right. Yeah. Like, that's really important. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Well, I Buy just stock heard- and Zoom. I just heard that the number one infector of the coronavirus is podcast producers. And unfortunately for us, every time we do an episode here, we have to let our producer, Laura, into our house. But Moshe said she's an acceptable risk. She's an acceptable risk, except she came in today with what she described as a dry cough. No, she didn't. She said, I have a dry cough. She has pretty much agreed to be on lockdown as well. Right. But wait, does that mean it's illegal for now if we're on lockdown? Is it illegal for her to come to our house? No, we're not at a we're not at an actual quarantine yet. We're not. Actually, I just found out that uh, telling people to stay home is not a quarantine. A quarantine is taking all the sick people and putting them in a tent or whatever. What we are in, can I look it up? I know what it's t- called. It's like Cordon and Fair. It's like a French. Yeah, it word. sounds kind of nice, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like basically Cordon, Cordon Bleu. Chicken Cordon Bleu. I wrote it down to myself. I think what it is is it's basically sick people and people voluntarily putting themselves. It's trying to cleanse society. Isn't yeah. that a nice turn of phrase? Cleansing society. That's never <laughs> turned out negatively. That's always been pretty good. It's basically good. volunteer. It's like a voluntary quarantine. Well, it, what it is is... Mixed ra- with the people who are actually quarantined. Right. It's rather than putting the sick people into an area, you tell everybody, mm-hmm. stay in your area. And that works until your podcast producer shows up complaining of an she achy body have, and a dry cough. She only had she shortness she, of breath. She said she went to a St. Patrick's Day party and she was drinking Mickey's Big Mouth. She peed on the side of the road. She peed out front. She peed out front. It's She's not, peeing right I found now. her in the bushes peeing. We're going to have said, to have her spend the night now. Why? That's not going to help. Uh, well, anyway, to everybody out there in quarantine land, if you are there now, we love you. We are we, we are trying to double up our episodes here so that we can give you a little more content and also give us something to do so we don't go crazy. And if you're a creative, tackle that thing. But don't call yourself a creative. Never, no, but you know what I never mean. Never say like, I'm if, a creative. Because I, I don't know who I'm talking to. Like, you know, everyone has like, you know, you know, creative people know who they are. They're like people who have ideas for things that they've, you know, procrastinate. On my gig? To write about, yeah. On, on my gig in Detroit that yeah. I did recently. Um, the person that picked me up she she described herself as a creative and i was like oh what do you do and she said um honestly like what you do 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, how long did you stand up? She's like, oh, I haven't started yet. No, I know. That was a dumb thing to say. No, I wasn't. I'm a creative. No, but I, I just wasn't mean like a creative dumb. type. I was just talking a little shit. But can I tell you one more story about her? No, we got to take a call. Come on. Let me tell you one okay, more story okay. about her. She was, uh, I, I probably shouldn't do this. This is so mean. Moshe, can I tell you one more story, Kasher? <laughs> you got a new name. <laughs> See, some good came out of this pandemic. I got a new nickname. All right, let's just do Moshe, it. Moshe, have you heard this one before? Casher. All right, let's take a call. We're going to call Robin in Denver, Colorado. I'm telling you, people are going to be freaking out. Well, let's find out. What's up? Are you just looking at graphs and memes about no, the No, she just gave me that crazy information. Hello? Hey, Robin. Yes. Hi, uh, it's the Center for Disease Control calling. I'm Moshe Kasher. <laughs> How's your COVID going? Uh-huh. <laughs> How's my what going? Your COVID? Oh, it's great. Have you made a COVID cubby? <laughs> a COVID what? A COVID cubby. <laughs> it's it's where you lock What's your that? house down and make it real cozy and nice to uh to welcome the quarantine. Oh, I should do that. I Sage. have not. I just like disinfected and cleaned. Are you freaking out? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are too. We're, we yep. really are too. We're actually recording in front of two bottles of Clorox disinfecting wipes. <laughs> so don't get too dirty or we'll right. have to use one. Okay. Uh, what's, going, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, Robin, tell us your woe. My woe is actually coronavirus related. Yes. Um, today, <laughs> today is my dad's 68th birthday. Um, he's a type two diabetic. Uh, he also owns a cleaning supplies business, ironically. So he's still going to work. Okay. Business is booming. Right. <laughs> um, and that's, we that's so birth- crazy that that's, I know. that's such a booming <laughs> business right now. They can't, where's the Purell? They can't make more. I, well, you talk to her dad. He's got it all. Today, my friend gave me that's some and question. she's like, this is from an apothecary in downtown. <laughs> I was like, what? why does no. it smell so weird? Yeah, go ahead. What's funny is that his business is disgusting. And it's like a condemned building, but he has um, <laughs> he has he's run out of disinfectant and toilet paper and everything. He still has gloves, so business is boomer. <laughs> so what is yeah. what's your dilemma? How do you celebrate his birthday? Well, yeah, that's exactly right. So we called my mom and dad yesterday, and we said, me and my sister, uh, we said we think uh, we shouldn't do dinner tonight. And basically, they completely disagreed with us. They kind of rolled their eyes. Um, they they essentially, toward the end of the conversation, I, we started feeling incredibly guilty. Of course. Um, and honestly, we were only supposed to be six people since my cousins were sick and didn't want to come. <laughs> um, so part of me thought, is thinking maybe we shouldn't have canceled it. And I still feel guilty and now moving forward how do we convince them to stop going to work or like going to the knit shop yeah it's a the knit shop is that what you said yeah like my mom's still going to the knit shop man that sounds like a real wait and your parents are like in the age zone to die right (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, they're both 68 years old i mean there's a zone for it yeah yeah so they're so like they're very like, vulnerable. They're sure. they're like immunocompromised or whatever. It's well, called. they're old. They're immunocompromised. Oh, diabetes. They're both kind of like it's fine. It's not going to happen to us or like the numbers are that bad or like. 
Where do they live? What's that? Where do they live? They live like in South Denver. That's weird because I would think old people would be so scared right They're now. They're not though. They're not. Old people aren't scared. Old people aren't these these people, these boomers who are at well, risk. Boomers aren't 70. Yeah, are they, they are. Boomers are 70. I thought they, they were are. like 50. No, boomers are 70, right? Am I right, Robin? I, I, that's what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, boomers They're these boomers. boomers are not scared. They will not because it's like I, I it's like I once I once heard this story um, that this uh, really great comedian, Mike DiStefano, who passed away, actually, uh, told about he had AIDS. He, and that's not how he died. But he told this great story about like uh, 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 driving a woman who was dying on, on the back of his motorcycle. It was a re- It's really great. You can actually look it up. Mike DiStefano motorcycle on YouTube or something like that. But he was he had this really great point was like uh, people that are dying don't think of themselves as dying they because they're alive they're not thinking the whole time i'm dying i'm dying the same thing is true with old people like older people especially young old people like 68 70 they're not walking around thinking like i'm old i'm vulnerable they're like they're going like i'm i'm here i'm alive i'm walking around and so these like these older people who are like my mom is in the same boat by the way i'm trying to convince her like stop going to the hospital like take this stuff seriously and she just she just won't but why why aren't they taking it se- i mean my mom takes it seriously she sleeps with a mask on right <laughs> with her husband i'm like wait you guys are sleeping in masks they Literally. live in illinois and she's like yes you can't be too careful i'm like but are you intimate with him and like kissing him and she's like well there's obviously more important things to be thinking about than that right now like i'm just like aren't you horny <laughs> But like I'm, I mean, that's what, what you said. To your no, mom? but I, I wasn't asking no, her like I, if the they re- were still fucking. No, but- the only reason I ask is because <laughs> I called your mom, and that's what I said to her. I was like, "Aren't you horny?" <laughs> no, but it and just, she was very open. She thinks that like droplets could get into her mouth from her husband if he has it and is like snoring at night or something. Well, look, nobody, nobody is. You, know, I, I heard something recently, Robin, that might be interesting to you. How old are you, by the way? Thirty-one. 31. Okay, so you don't quite qualify actually. You're still you're still technically a millennial. But so, there's this thing going around the internet right now which is that the only generation that's actually taking this seriously is Gen X. Right. Like for, I don't know what the logic there is that millennials aren't taking it seriously and boomers aren't taking it seriously, but Gen X for some reason I mean it's is, true. It's it's true anecdotally. I saw that too. My millennial friends are. You think yeah, I it didn't quite also the the meme that I saw was Moshe like, loves memes. Well, I love the internet because I <laughs> I'm more culturally a millennial <laughs> than I am Gen X, if that makes sense, Robin. Sure. I'm more with you. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so here's what I was thinking. I don't know how to convince your parents to take this seriously. It's really difficult to uh, to b- burst through the cognitive dissonance bubble. I, I think that's a little bit too difficult a task for you to you can't all you can do is try to convince them but it's kind of like trying to convince your trump voting parents not that yours did to vote to not be trump voters it's like there's a thing happening there's a brain fog happening that you can't break through but there is some practical advice that i would have on how to celebrate your dad's birthday would that be helpful um yes yeah why don't you guys have a picnic go to a park you guys live in Colorado, the most beautiful of all the states. There's so much outdoor space. What if you guys had a picnic and went to an isolated park some, somewhere outside of Denver to celebrate his birthday? That way you could get together but still be far apart and still be in the, in the outdoors, allowing that great mother nature to churn those germs away. And you guys could have a nice little celebration together. 
I, I think that's not a bad idea. We we ultimately compromised on just FaceTiming, but I think that's a I think that's a good idea. They're not very outdoorsy type people. You know, they're stuck in their ways kind of thing. Sure. But well, what I, I think I mean, I mean, the thing is, first of all, this is good because I think families should be outside and it's very healing. So yeah. that's a good thing. But I also True. think that things are going to get much worse and your parents are going to be on board soon. And until they are, it's very good to have language. Like for me, someone said to me, we're taking, so because I, I asked her what they were doing and she said, we're taking social distancing very seriously. And I was like, oh, that's such a good way to say it. So I just said that to like five people. Right. <laughs> so I think just right. having like a script that just makes you feel like, not like crazy, but you know, it's just like, I, you know, I'm, I'm taking this very seriously. And that's all that you need to say. And they can do what they want and, you know, well, yeah, I mean, go on their party bus. You, uh, you probably be you go to their party bus to their knit fa- their knit <laughs> shop, which sounds like a real <laughs> infection center. It's an infection apex. But I, I, I will say, and I don't want to freak you out, Robin. But what mm-hmm. I ha- what I have learned about, and maybe you already know this, is that the way these pandemics work is that they, you know, they start somewhere and then they they r- ramp up until they hit their peak, and the 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 cognitive dissonance barrier is broken down the further towards the peak people get so in italy the exact thing that we're seeing now was happening in italy two weeks ago people were like what are you crazy i'm italian i can't not get pasta me gotta have the pasta and they were going out in in defiance of the of the best advice and then things started to ramp up and then people started to take social distancing more seriously and so natasha's right you know, if things do go south, we are about a week or two weeks away from the zone where everybody's uh, illusions about like, I'm not going to change my ways are going to be shattered. And all you can do, I think, really, when it comes to the stubbornness of old people is hope that they're safe in the meantime. And and try to FaceTime them a little more frequently and let them know how much you love them and just say you're taking it seriously and you you want to be there for their birthday and like what Moshe said if you're still having picnics I don't know is that even going to be acceptable I think the outdoors That's what I was wondering are I, picnics even allowed when you're social distancing I mean, and all a, that I, I think that you know I'm a parent so I the information I get is from mothers and I think some of the information from moms is very stringent you know and then I notice mm-hmm. the information that some of my single friends have and it feels like a little more loose and they're like well we can still like do go to you know outdoor sports activities or whatever they do you know or like you a lot of your friends go to outdoor sports activities no, you know like uh <laughs> the gym or whatever it is right. you know or go to a restaurant like friends are still going to restaurants or obviously still going to bars you know like i think that young people like they're just like well we're just social distancing there's like four people four feet away from me. I don't know. It's, I, I just think then parents are more paranoid because they have a kid, even though it's not affecting children as much, you know, they're, we're just like always scared. So we're like, you know, total targets for this, like the most scary information. And we're like very, very careful. But also the, but pe- I, I like that you're 31 and taking this really seriously. Also the people that take this stuff seriously are, uh, are going to be, you have to be prepared to be called, crazy and paranoid you know you have to just right. make peace with that i don't think that's gonna and be i think for like long. my parents yes my, robin my parents have a history of not um not really taking the things that me and my sister say very seriously 
especially after the election of the 2016 election with like, you know, feminism and all that stuff. So Wait, what, it, it was just what happened in the 2016 mm-hmm. election? Well, like my dad's a he, my dad didn't vote for Trump, but he is a Republican. Oh, um, he did, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Good point. You make a good point. Um, um, so, you know, and obviously with the 2016 election, I my, I became a more, more stronger feminist. So, like, you know, during Sunday night dinners, we would talk about, you know, certain policies and how important they were to us. And my dad always just kind of kind of like dismisses it and then talks about whatever he wants, you know, whatever he thinks. Right. And, that's, and so it's not changing now. Well, that's the hallmark of, of being older is you're stuck in your ways. You think you know stuff and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. But I now have a solution on how you can get your dad to take social distancing more seriously. What's that? Tell him that if he will take it more seriously and self-quarantine, you will stop being a feminist. <laughs> Interesting. Say, say it's a trade that I'm willing to make. I'll stop being a feminist. I'll start watching the Ingram angle on Fox News every night. But you just got to agree to hide away. And then you know what? You do what you want because he's not going to check. And I have a new script for you. I'm taking social distancing very seriously. And I hope you are too. Just keep telling her that. You have to keep, if your mom, I mean, because she's the vulnerable one. She's the one who's going to get it. I still don't understand why they don't care. Because they don't think it's real. It's global warming. it's It's all the same thing. Robin, here's your script. I'm taking social distancing more seriously and i very hope seriously. that you very seriously and i'm ho- i hope that you are too and if you are too i'll be taking feminism less seriously <laughs> are you ready i think that's great advice okay robin good luck and it's hard what you're going through and uh, i i really do empathize with you because i'm going through the same thing although my mom yeah. definitely didn't vote for trump <laughs> <laughs> thank you B- bye robin good luck bye Bye. Yeah, that's a I tough thought one. old people were like afraid of everything and they believe in the government and they love like no. anyone like they, they uh, you know, whatever a police man says to them, they they think is the law. Like, you know, they're like more no, square. Old, old, they're square, but they're square because they like they're rigid. They're rigid. They're not they're not. All you have to do squares. is watch a Internet clip about what's happening in China. I mean, no, there's it's like, all this stuff going around the China, China. Are you kidding? Or Italy or whatever. Italy. The, what's that thing we were watching? On? It, are you crazy? Italy, China? Those countries aren't America. America is the greatest well, country on earth. That and is it, not every every old person. I think it's a lot of old people. I don't mean that they're like buffoons that are like, America, greatest country on earth. They can't get here. I mean that it's more of like a deep psychological belief that we have been safe, quote unquote, for so long that nothing could come here. We've never been invaded. We've never been... And and like I said, they're so far away from the Spanish flu. If you're 68, you don't, rem- you don't remember anything about the Spanish flu unless maybe your grandma talked about it. So is this like the Spanish flu with Wi-Fi? This is the Spanish flu with Wi-Fi. If Denver... So LA... Can I just say this? LA is on lockdown... As of right now. That's right. So this woman who called in Denver, they're obviously not on lockdown because her mom's going to the knitting supply store. But that's the thing. As soon as it goes on lockdown, they're going to like 
agree that it's something crazy. But the thing about pandemics, I, I feel I like all... a pandemic. So we haven't had a pandemic in our lifetime? We haven't had a real global pandemic in our lifetime. Uh. No, we've had things that looked like they could have gone pandemic. Right, because everyone keeps going, I did some research about SARS on H1N1 and um, the swine flu. And, uh, you know, it's really not that bad. You talking to a lot of Jews? <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Jews. I'm one no, of you. No, but I mean, a lot of people are saying that they've done this research and we were all these people, you know, people died and it was fine and the healthcare system could handle it. And But you're saying this is like now gone into the realm. Into the realm of pandemic. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know what to dude, tell you. Dude, I'm just, I gotta say something, Moshe. What's up, dude? I didn't have you with me. I think I would go fucking insane. I think people are gonna be out there right now being like, who do I, who could I almost deal with? As a relationship. Let's just do <laughs> yeah. it. Because I was thinking like, you remember the great, um, remember the great blackout of, of New York? Because honey, I could almost deal with you. Yes? You remember the great blackout of New York City that happened like 10 years ago? No. You don't remember that all of Manhattan was in a in a. I didn't a, live there then. So well, it, it was a big story. Okay. And then they said nine months after that, more babies were born in Manhattan than had been registered in like a hundred years or whatever, because everybody fucked that 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 week or whatever. I bet you that nine months from now, birth rates are going to fucking plummet, plummet, because nobody's out, nobody's fucking, and it's a, it's it's really I'm thinking right now about my friends who are like out there on these Tinder apps, you know. I don't know if I talked about that last week, but I have been thinking about that. Like, if you're horny, this is a bad time. This is a bad time, but it's a good time for video chat. For cam girls, it's got to be the golden golden era for cam girls. I have not been feeling very horny lately. Oh, really? I have been. And you know what? You go to cam girls? No. You know what? Dude, I don't know what I'd do without you, dude. Should we play some secrets? Yeah, but let me also say, I think it's a really good time to take... If you are in a relationship and you have a family, this is some quality family time. Yeah, and if you are single... I made meatloaf. You did I made make a, a meatloaf. roasted chicken. And if, I made an angel food cake. I don't ever do that shit. Right, right. I'm, I'm about done, though. That's fine. That's all I got. <laughs> about to go, about to jump over to Top Ramen pretty soon. It's like day three and I've done all my recipes. Well, shall we play a secret or two? Yes. What do you think? Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. If you're with your family, spend this quality time. And if you're single, think about the life choices that you've made up until this point that have uh, caused you to be single. And think about the fact that you're not spending quality time with the family you could have had while you were out there at the club on St. Patrick's Day doing doggy style in the in the stall at the local Irish pub. No, just think about like your ideas. Natasha, and... where did you go? I was going to take a puff of my joint. Why don't you do it on camera? Be cool. Don't be a square. Show the world. All right. What was the drug that everyone got addicted to in 1984? It was called like Soma. I don't remember. It's like every when this stuff happens, everyone like gets on a drug. It was like some. Really? It was like some milk that you drink that numbs you. I'll tell you what. And this Look, is weed got legalized. I'll tell you what. And this is very re very real. What was that? <laughs> That's how you can tell someone's young. Is as soon as they cough, they go for their elbow. <laughs> You think they've been trained? But wait, why are you coughing? That sounded dry, too. <laughs> That's another reason to not smoke weed, by the way. Well, anyway, what was I just saying? I don't know. Honey. I had something I was saying, but I don't remember anymore. I'm sure you'll remember soon. <laughs> I had one more story to tell you, but I don't have it anymore. Well, let's listen to a secret, and I bet it'll come to you in the next secret. All right, let's play a secret. Hello. Um, I've got a secret. It's not a particularly bad thing, but it is something that I don't think my friends should know. 
Um, sometimes when I'm at a party or if I, if I see somebody like I peripherally know, maybe I've met them once before or they're a friend of a friend, I'll look them up on Instagram and Facebook so then I find their name and then I'll go up to them and I'll be like, hey, Matt, how are you doing? And then usually there'll be this moment where they're, they're like, how do I know you or whatever? Or they'll say like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. And then I go, oh, it's okay. I'm Carlos, blah, blah, blah. Or, <laughs> or, or um, yeah, it's just a good way to like start talking to people. My favorite one is when I say, hey, you know, uh, uh, Sarah, how's it going? And um, they're like, oh, my God, you remembered my name. And I go, yeah, how could I forget? That's kind of one of my favorites <laughs> because I have this little bit of power, I think, where um, I seem, like, confident and attentive. Um, and I like doing it. That is it. Wait, can you explain this to me, Moshe? He was saying, I like this guy because he was, he, it's like a tiny little psychological experiment that he's doing by himself <laughs> with no consequences. And, and basically he says he, when he is at a party and he sees someone he kind of knows, he'll look them up on the internet. How? I don't know. Oh, when he's at a party with someone else, he, he sees someone else and he looks them up on but Facebook? But how does he find them on Facebook? That's a lot of scrolling and a lot of like. How trolling. does he find them on Instagram? I don't know. I don't Did we like miss it, that, Laura? How he finds them? It's probably he lives in a community where he just can figure out who's friends with someone. Because just so you know, Natasha, the other day there was a secret and somebody said something and we thought they said something else and we were, we assumed what they were saying. And I got a lot of uh, Instagram DMs going like, you guys need to get better headphones, man. That's not what she said. I'm liking that people are listening closely. But anyway, to Carlos, I like that because it's like kind of a these teeny little life hacks that are just for you. I think that's cool, you know. And and, and it was very sweet. He'll go up to somebody and go, just go, hey, Natasha, how are you? And she'll go, you remembered me. And he'll go, I didn't remember you. He's thinking, I stalked you on the internet. <laughs> but also, I think it's important to understand what he said because that does give you power right it's like if you can remember people's names it's very powerful right it's so hard to do oh you know what i I'm hate so bad at it. i always call people honey oh you, but nobody but that you're that's so on brand for you that nobody notices they notice i i mean i just want to like i remember it's like a high status thing too like people used to say that about like uh jacqueline kennedy she knew everybody's name. Like she'd be in an Bill elevator Clinton with too. some. Yeah. Like Bill these Clinton, people have like a capacity for it. Well, you know, I heard like, once, uh, oh, or a thing that I hate that people do is when they come up to you and they say hi and they go, you don't remember my name, do you? And I'm just like, ugh. well, I'll remember you now forever as the piece of shit that put me in this situation. I'm glad people do that to you because I thought that was just something men did to women. No, no, no. Because I've men will like hug me at a party. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. He's like, oh, yeah, I've actually, I've actually met you three, three, four times. You know, and you're just like, oh, so, sorry. That character was less Jewish. No, but you know what More I mean? Aggressive. That like angry, like they're yeah. still being nice to you because they're at a party, but they're like, um, actually, we've met many times. And I always felt like that was a way for men to make women feel like shit. Well, I don't think so because it's happened to me, but I don't want to diminish your experience as a woman and I want to acknowledge it and support it. So definitely. Oh, I had a thought, by the way. Uh, if you're out there listening, you can call our secrets hotline uh, this week or next week and tell us about your bunker experience. Honestly, what I'd like to hear, what's the weirdest thing that you've done 
as a result of self-quarantining? What's the weirdest thing you've done in self-quarantine? Something weird. Leave it on our secrets hotline. Let's uh, play another secret. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. So many years ago, I worked at a Jewish elementary school, and I loved it. It was a great job. And every Friday, the kids would make challah bread for um, their Sabbath. And I'm not Jewish. Yeah, I could tell. And this is my first experience, you know, with the traditions and everything. So the um, the teacher, she would um, have me put the dough in the microwave before they would, you know, make the bread. And for the whole time I was there, I would put it in the microwave and just bring it back. And a few months into the job, I was about to do that, and there was another um, Jewish person in the office, and she like was like, wait, 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 don't stop. You can't put it in that microwave. You have to use the kosher microwave. And, I'm, and I realized then that this entire time, I had been using the non-kosher microwave to put the dough in, and I played it off. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, what did I? What did I do? That I feel like I I did something bad. If they were to find out, you know, did I ruin something? I I never told them ever, and um, I will. I won't. I'm not at that job anymore. But I just think about it and wonder, you know, what were the ramifications of eating the non-kosher challah every saturday that i i i fucked up that's my secret i have a lot to say well hold on a second i've heard a lot of secrets on this podcast (laughs) please don't laugh somebody killed a parrot there was a child soldier who couldn't figure out how to tell his lover that he was a child soldier people have done revenge fantasies disgusting sexual aberrances, theft. And this is by far the most offensive thing that I've ever heard on our Secrets Hotline. I mean, it, fu- it fucking pisses me off that those little, those perfect little Jew children were eating a challah with the flex of non-kosher food, microwaved Stouffer's lean cuisine on their challah. Un- unreal. <laughs> and you're laughing, Natasha. But you know what the ramifications actually are in response to her question? Those kids don't get to go to Jewish heaven. They don't. They will burn in the fiery flames of Gentile hell because of what you did. Because of the microwave that you cooked the dough in. How dare you, miss? How dare you? Okay, what I wanted to say was that uh, I used to work at the JCC, Uh Jewish Community Center, Uh in the snack bar. (laughs) Okay. And they had a kosher fridge and a kosher grill. Yeah. And I rolled my dang eyeballs at it all. You rolled your (laughs) eyeballs? And I didn't give a shit. I cooked anything on anything. Wait, you cooked non-kosher food on the kosher grill? I was just like, whatever. You're like this demon that just left the secret. I just want to say that the legalistic aspects of religion are the lowest form of the, or the the worst part of religion, I think. Oh, well, guess what, Natasha? You just unconverted. Congratulations. You're Catholic again. 
I don't want to be Catholic. I'd rather be Jewish. I'm just saying the whole like you can't eat this with this or milk with meat. I don't know. It just seemed kind of like immature. Immature. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very funny way to describe it. Like old men with like long white beards (laughs) making the rule. You're like, "Eh, it's just a little childish. Um, The lady, the ramifications of what you did are nothing. Are nothing. Yeah. You've done good. But I I don't know if she did good. I mean, listen, you should respect people's. uh, Non-kosher microwaves. Yeah. I put it in a (laughs) non-kosher. Yeah, and I don't know if you can I tell. I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm actually not a Jew. I mean, I was hired because they thought I might be Jewish, but um, when they, she said <laughs> the, the the children's Sabbath, that's when I knew. Well, now you sound like an old Jew, Mosh. You think this sounds like an old Jew? No, this no, it no no. It goes no. This like this sounds like an old Jew. This sounds like a a lady from the Midwest. No, you're trying to do an Im- impression of a Catholic. An impression of or a Catholic. Like an Italian. No, an impression of a Catholic would be like, hey, come here. Hey, Brian. Yeah, it's almost your 11th birthday. Follow me. Follow me. Ugh, Something like that. Gross, dude. What are the ramifications of that? Similar the, to putting. The ramifications? Not, yeah, of the whole Catholic child sex scandal. It's a very similar ramification to putting the, the dough in the microwave. Oh, I just forgot about coronavirus for like five minutes. Why did it come back? I just, it was in my head. Oh, all right. Well, anyway. Maybe we should hear one more secret. I wish I had some hollow right now. That sounds so good. Kosher or not, I'd eat the fuck out of it. Well, That's the real question. Did you eat it? Because that bread is better than Gentile bread. I'll tell you what. It is definitely good. Challah is good. Shit is good. It's one of the only good Jew foods. We didn't really nail it on the whole food thing. Matzah's kind of good, like the matzah no. ball soup. Matzah ball soup's good. That's what I mean. Like whatever that Matzah ball stuff soup's is. good. Uh, Don't brisket. they make it with matzah? Brisket's good. Uh, Ugh, brisket, I think that's no. disgusting. Uh, Gnawing on like chulant, that's marinated good. meat. Chulant is good. Chulant is absolutely disgusting. You've never Moshe. had it in Moshe, your life. Every time you describe it, it sounds like the grossest You've, thing I've ever heard. Can you, you please say the state the three key ingredients? Why do I have to do three? Why can't I do all of the ingredients? Okay, say what it is and see if it sounds good. It's beans. It's barley. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh wait, stop! You had me. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Beans and barley. That's it's, like what you're leading with. It's beans, barley, beef, and potatoes. That it's like a stew. So gross. You sound so it gross. It sounds like what, you, what Oliver Wait, was asking more for when he's in line. <laughs> he's like, "Can I have some more, please?" I haven't told you the coup de gras, the kicker: meat paste. There's a really good weedy meat paste called um, kishka, and it's cooked in an intestine. Now, now, does it sound good? That's how you know you're actually Jewish. You think that stuff sounds good. No, how you know you're actually Jewish is if you think a filter fish is good. And I do. I like what's like white fish salad. I like that. That's very Jewish. Um, so do you think New York's going to be on lockdown too? Oh, well, oh why, why, why'd you bring that up? <laughs> why'd you bring? Why now? Speaking of Jews. Okay, let's listen to one more secret. Hi, um, I'm calling with an embarrassing story. Um, when I was first having sex with my first boyfriend, um, just like that whole losing your virginity stage. Um, yeah, so we were doing it one day, probably like a few times in and uh, going at it. And um, all of a sudden, there was, like, blood involved down there. And I wasn't on my period. Just kind of came as a shock. And he was just like, oh, I guess I popped your cherry. I was like, 
that's weird because this is a lot of blood. I don't, I don't think it works this way. Um, so what ended up happening is that he was uncircumcised and his foreskin uh, ripped and it was gross. Um, and then I think he ended up having to go to the doctor for it, but we were still like young. So he had to have his dad pick him. And I think he told his dad um, that he ripped it while he was masturbating. So I hope you enjoy that really gross story um, and have fun roasting me. Bye. Ooh, mama mia. That's a secret. That's a spicy secret. <laughs> If anyone was like, I think you just popped your cherry. I think I just popped your cherry, dude. <laughs> fucking look out, look down there. I fucking popped it. I don't know if there's another way to say it, though. That's true. I think I just... Is there an, I think, no, you say... I think hymen? I, yeah, I think I just blasted your hymen. Wait, what would be the most clinical way to say it? Like, what would, like, a scientist say to a um, I think I've penetrated your hymen. I, I think I've, um, I've torn the membrane of your hymen. That's what, that's what uh, a doctor would say, or a Jew. What would like a guy, like a gentleman in the 19, like 1910, um, he would say he's some, wooing you, he's finally got underneath all right. the garments and then it starts happening. Right. There's blood everywhere. I, th- I think he would say, milady, I believe your ruby has burst. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I burst your ruby. That is so much prettier than popped your cherry. I just popped your cherry, milady. <laughs> I mean, this story, by the way, is like. How did he rip his foreskin and go, I think I popped your cherry and not be like, I'm sure that the Im- incredible dick pain I'm experiencing at the head of my penis is not related to all this blood. It's going to be your cherry. Like, isn't he hurting? Your cherry. Isn't he hurting, though, if he's the one that, hey, man, that's why you don't fuck with virgins. Because that shit is tight. That's too tight. Ripping that foreskin off. You know I what? You. Congratulations. You just, con- that guy just converted to Judaism because he got circumcised his first sexual experience. Can we take another call? I yeah. Wanna, we I want to talk to people about the coronavirus. Yeah, we could take another call. You're writing down a note while I'm making a really fun joke. Sorry. Let's do it. Uh, I, I wrote down your joke. Really? Burst your ruby. I thought that was funny. Burst that ruby. But yeah, I said it's he con- so much better. I said he converted to Judaism his first sexual experience because he got circumcised. Did you hear that? I don't really like jokes like that. Oh, really? What about that joke didn't you like? <laughs> but you like Burster Ruby? <laughs> that I really did like. <laughs> oh, God. Let's take another call. Speaking of coronavirus, our next call is in the city of Seattle, Washington, the American epicenter of the virus. And we're going to call Kai and Lily. Hey, Lily. Hi. Yeah. Lily, hi. It's Moshe Kasher. And Natasha Legero. And this is my podcast. Gosh, so exciting. We're excited as well. You sound pretty chill. Yeah, for being in Seattle. We would think everybody in Seattle was living in like uh, World War Z. on fire. Yeah. I'm sitting quarantini right now, just trying to survive. 
in these streets. What? What's so? Can you just tell us in Seattle what is the situation? I thought Quarantini was a town in Italy that's on lockdown right now. No, it's a drink that's going around. <laughs> Facebook. Oh, right. What do you have? I'll have the espresso Quarantini, please. <laughs> so, um. Well, all public and private schools they're closed until like mid-April. So about like six weeks. And can you go to the? Can, can you go to restaurants and bars? Um, I am not sure, honestly. I thought it was the case, but I've been following a lot of restaurants that have decided to close. Wait, but you don't have a city-mandated shutdown of all your restaurants yet? No, I'm not sure. We do. How are, yeah? we, how are we ahead of the curve of you guys? You guys are have it more seriously than us. Our mayor kind of like, maybe is He's just a hippie. No. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, I mean, it's kind of cool in a way because they say like Seattle is the, the suicide uh, capital of America. Like I bet a lot of people are kind of stoked, kind of going out to bars, licking the rim of glasses and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, just end it. Yeah, end it now. Well, before you end it, um, is your is Kai with you or is it just you? He is. He's doing some dishes right now. Oh, there you go. Lillian, a, a liberated woman. That's what we like to hear. Well, will you tell us why you called? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I hate to be one of those annoying people, but we really don't have too many issues in our relationship. But we do have um, we are asking some advice of you. Our relationship is a little unorthodox for most straight people in the fact that I am a, a steep 5'11". OK. And I is five foot one and a half. Five foot two. Whoa, that is, that is, uh, that is a tiny. Is Kai? He's a tiny man. Wait, this yeah, this is a your tiny issue. Man. Well, hold on, we no, haven't no. heard it yet. Oh, okay. But we're, I... we're okay with our we're like our we're totally fine with our height difference. Wait, but Lily, can, people can, on the street. Can I just say? Can I cut you off here and say that your height differential is literally exactly the same as our height differential, <laughs> except. <laughs> Me and yours? Yeah, except that we're more kind of square, so we adhere to gender norms, you know? Yeah. So I'm the five foot eleven one, and she's the five foot one one. Feels good, right? Oh, yeah. It's nice nice to tower over a partner. Absolutely. <laughs> so what, uh, you're saying people harass you about it? Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we were in Seattle one time, and this woman, we were walking down the street holding hands, and this woman came up to us, and she said, Oh, it's so nice to see couples like you walking around these days. It really warms my heart. Like, what the fuck does that mean? What do you think she did mean? Like back in the day that it was Like it's because we're interracial or because I'm towering over him. Wait, are you interracial? Yes. It's got to it's got to be. Maybe. Gotta be that. Definitely not about the height. I mean, that would be, you want it to be about the height. You want there to be people in the world that would go, you know, when I was young, tall women and short men just never (laughs) fucked. But nowadays, (laughs) things have changed. I love this new world, but I'm sure she was making a weird racial comment. What's that? So glad this is super kosher now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay. So, what else have you heard? Uh, I've definitely had... uh, I had a supervisor at work just straight up say, how does the sex work? How does what? I reply, 
just like anybody else, oh. the sex. Oh, that's and and you thought that was a bad question, right? I just like I've never had anyone ask me that. Well, I was just about to ask you, how does the sex work? By the way, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Dude, it's by great. the way, I'm four eleven. I've dated people who are six three. But it is different. It's not um, in the cultural stigma of the world when it's a man. I hear versus you, but a woman. sex is still say a puzzle. Yeah, right, right, right. So it's right. like it's you know you can't like fuck up against a wall as much, or maybe you actually could fuck up against a wall more. Well, yeah, that's a good you'd question. Sasha, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Yeah, fucking up against the wall does seem like it would require some sort of like booster or Apple box or something like that. No? I know there's positions I want to get into that I'm sometimes like too short or like, you know, like you want to like be able to have your, I don't know. I just think you can get like more creative well, no, probably na- when there's like a big difference. Natasha has an issue that her biggest sexual fantasy is that I fuck her while she's dunking a basketball on a regulation hoop. <laughs> and it almost, she just can't get up there. She can't do it. I would recommend a stepladder, maybe. Does Kai ever wear those like um, those cool um, Burning Man um, like stilts that have some bounce to them? You know, that might be something you guys could do when you go out about town. He could wear some like fun stilts. That would kind you of. You know, I'll check. I'll check on Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would reduce some of the awkwardness for you guys getting comments on the streets. Is like if he was wearing stilts, nobody would say anything. I'll- They'd be like, "This is normal." So is this sounds like you have like a pretty good relationship. We do. We joke about it a lot and I don't know. It's just like I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I just look at the person and we have a great time together. Also, it must be kind of nice to know if you ever need to, you could just beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, these quarantine times are funny because it's like, aren't you glad you're not just with the hot guy? Wait, he might be hot? What do you mean? Well, I'm just saying she's like... He's I, super hot. Right, but you're like, I don't care about like exactly the right height for me or like physical stuff, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought she was saying like, I don't care about physical stuff. You're, 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 you dug this hole. I wasn't in there well, with you. Well, I'm just saying it's nice to be with someone you really connect with. Sure. You know, instead of just someone who like, you know, people think is who you should be with. Or but whatever. it would be nice, Lily, to have somebody in your life that you can make eye contact with. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, Lily. Wait, I have a question for Lily. Yeah. You live in Seattle. Do you know anybody with the coronavirus? (laughs) Wait. I just want to know. This is so much more interesting. I just want to know. All right, Lily, you can answer that question. I don't currently know anyone with coronavirus. That is good news. Okay. Take it, take it yeah. away, Moshe. I feel good now because I feel like our mayor is doing something more aggressive than Seattle. The hotbed of it is doing. So that makes me think that we're learning from Seattle's mistakes. But even if she, if she doesn't know anyone who's died from it, that's hopeful. Well, yeah, Lily, uh, Kai, we thought we were calling both of you. Is Kai not on the call because you physically wouldn't allow him to be on it? <laughs> no, I'm right here. Hello. Oh, hi, Kai. What's up? We've been talking about you while you've been away. Hey, um, and I didn't mean to say you weren't hot. I just meant to say I thought she was implying that, you know, she loves you because she loves you. You know, it doesn't have to do yeah, with yeah. anything no, else. That. Now, Kai, what is the what is the most awkward thing that you remember having heard a comment from a stranger in the street about your height differential? Honestly, I think it was that same one. We were just like walking down uh, one of the like main streets in downtown Seattle near Pioneer Square. And yeah, we just like walking and this lady just like walked up in front of us like kind of stopped us from walking further down the street and was like and said that comment it's just like 
it was kind of jarring, but it was like really funny at the same time. Yeah, I love I love it when people are so outrageous you can't even be offended. You're like, <laughs> it, it moves past being yeah. offended into like, what the fuck That's just happened? Amazing. Were they southern? I feel like southerners are like that sometimes. Or just old, right? Yeah. Kai, no, 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 like old lady. She was super old. Kai, did you she think it was about? Any... Do you think it was about your height, or did you think it was about interracial dating? I don't know. I, I don't even know if it was about either of those. I would assume it was height because she was like sizing us up. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Kind of everything. Kai, did you all have you always dated tall women, or were you like intimidated by the height differential when you and Lily first started dating? Um, I mean, I'm definitely all over the spectrum for that, but right. I was definitely intimidated right at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Lily like, the tallest woman you've ever dated? Oh yeah, because five eleven's not just. I'm ta- a big bit. What can I say? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. No, but that, <laughs> tall five eleven's not just tall uh, for a five foot one man. It's tall. Period. That's a tall woman. Yeah. Can you dunk a yeah, basketball? Uh, it was funny. Um, I did not play basketball. I played rugby in college. Sure. Go Vikings! Oh, absolutely. I was going to say that too. <laughs> no it was uh it was funny the the first day that we met i had asked one of my friends like oh who's that guy he's really cute and she freaked out she was like oh my god that's kai you have to date him and i was like what she said oh he's so nice he's such a gentleman he's so cute and i was like okay that's cool like why is he still single and she's like he's fucking short (laughs) (laughs) she wanted you to get together with kai because she was like this would be awesome this is gonna look so cool it's like american pastoral in reverse (laughs) no no it it's uh it's been it's been great well good i would recommend it well listen um uh, you guys seem like you're in a very good shape as a couple and just as we say goodbye, I unless did you you didn't have anything more specific than that, right? You just wanted to talk about that. I was going to ask you guys for any advice or one-liners to say to people if they like how to make other people uncomfortable oh, I in like an this. uncomfortable situation. Like, do you have anything that we could respond yes. with if people are like, "Oh my god, how does this work for you two? Oh, or, I, I love that, strange, isn't it? Oh, I really love that. I love that. Do you have that. any ideas, Mosh? Uh, I mean, I'm just off the top of my head. You, uh, I'm, I like the idea that you say, um, you could say, actually, we were the same height when we started dating. There's something wrong with him. Oh, my God. <laughs> something, something like that could be fun. Um, maybe you say, oh, that's uh, that's my son, actually. <laughs> that seems kind of fun. Don't talk to my son ever again. <laughs> um, you could say, um, you know, we actually met uh, he was shot out of a cannon towards me. <laughs> um, you got I always me. just say thanks, honey. Oh yeah, that is funny. Or you, or you, 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 if you really want to just make them uncomfortable, you could say he fucks me like he's six foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> or just say that dick is bomb, though. Yeah, you could say that he uh, mo- most of the height is dick, actually. <laughs> I think I think I've given we've given you a lot of free comedy uh, uh, writing stuff here, and I just want to say before we say goodbye um, that honestly, from the bottom of both of our hearts, it is so refreshing and beautiful <laughs> to talk to a couple that looks like the two of you. I mean, it is uh, it is so nice <laughs> that we have come far enough to be able to talk to. to I, I just remember when I was young. 
I never would have seen such a thing. You guys seem like you're awesome together. Have so much fun and so much good sex throwing each other around the room. It's been such a treat, such a dream. And you know what? I love you guys. Well, we love you too. (laughs) We love you too. (laughs) We love you too. Don't get Corona. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Protect the child. Thank you. (laughs) Those guys are sweet. I liked them. And you know what? I got a shrimp in my life and I love it. I love it too. (laughs) I love it too. And you know what, Natasha? (laughs) What? I love it. I love it too. (laughs) 